Welcome back to the Homestyle MMA Podcast. Sean Van Buren here for episode 17. Oh, wait a second. Two episodes in one week. What is going on? UFC 279 is completely blown up. There is madness happening in the UFC. We had to release an emergency podcast update. Let you guys know about fight changes, the drama that's taken place, how it impacts our bets. There's just so much to talk about. Shout out to all the listeners or homies checking this out right now. I appreciate all of you. And surprise! Uh, like I said, I did not expect to be back on the mic so quickly, but the drama with UFC 279 warranted this immediate emergency podcast release. Let me walk through all of the events that have occurred, starting with Thursday night. Thursday night, the UFC 279 press conference was supposed to take place. I told you in episode 16 that the press conference was going to be wild, and I told you good luck to Dana White with keeping control of all of these fighters with their big personalities. I had no idea how right I was. The press conference was canceled because a massive brawl broke out behind the scenes. It started with half our main event, Kamzat Chimaev, picking a fight with Kevin Holland, who's also on the main card where they started to get physical. Then the other half of our main event showed up with Nate Diaz and his crew, and they got into the mix here as well. There are some very intricate details about what went down that I'm not going to go into here, but you could find it all over social media. I just wanted to give you the quick overview of what happened, and it forced Dana White to cancel the press conference because he didn't have enough security to maintain control of the situation. That was Thursday night. The madness didn't end there. On the weigh-ins on Friday, a few fighters missed weight, but the huge news, the most impactful news, was that Kamzat Chemaev, the largest favorite on the card and half of the main event, missed weight by a staggering 7.5 pounds. 7.5 pounds is a huge weight miss. Might not sound like much to some of you, but most guys, when they miss weight, it's maybe 2 or 3 pounds at most. So this was an insulting weight cut to the sport. It put the entire card in jeopardy, and the UFC had to scramble to try to save this main event pay-per-view. I'll go into what the new fights are, a brief breakdown, and some new bets, because a chunk of the fight card has changed, and it really made a difference in what our bets were going to be. Let's take a look at what has changed. If I don't mention it in this podcast, then it is still true from episode 16. So we'll go ahead and dive into the first change for UFC 279. There were three fights that made me really nervous in episode 16. And of course, those are the three fights that got mixed around, absolutely blown up last minute Friday night before the fights. We start off with our first change, Lee Jiangling versus Daniel Rodriguez. This will be the third fight on the pay-per-view, and I'll move towards the main event. I want to start off by saying I feel horrible for Lee Jiangling, the leech. He bought a brand new suit for his first pay-per-view press conference. He's been practicing his English like crazy, so he could really try to connect with the fans. That got canceled. Now he gets switched to a terrible matchup, in my opinion. I think he could have won against Tony Ferguson fairly easily, but now I'm not so sure. Daniel Rodriguez hits much harder than Tony at this point in his career, and honestly, it's just not a good stand-up battle for him. I think Daniel Rodriguez carries a ton of power. The leech is 2-2 two two in his last four fights. He's looking to build some momentum after a win his last time out. 
Li Jiangling is 10-0 by knockout, 4-2 by submission. The ground was going to potentially be a disadvantage for him against Ferguson. I think it still may be against Daniel Rodriguez. I'm just not sure if he can get D-Rod down in this fight either. And I think a stand-up war is not going to benefit him as well. Just not a good matchup for the Leech. This whole situation really turned out terrible for Li Jiangling. The Leech is one inch shorter. He's a two and a half inch reach disadvantage against D-Rod. D-Rod has won three in a row. Like I mentioned in episode 16, he's one of the highest significant strikers in the UFC with 8.06 significant strikes landed per minute. D-Rod has finished 12 of his 16 wins with 8-0 by knockout and 4-0 by submission. Neither fighter has been finished by knockout, yet I just got a feeling that this one doesn't go the distance. There's been so much chaos in the last 48 hours, I think we're going to see some crazy stuff happening in these three fights. I think D-Rod gets the win here, and I hope that the UFC gives Li Jiangling a favorable fight his next time out, because he was the odd man out in this UFC 279 carousel, and he really needs some respect. That takes us to our co-main event, which is wild. We have Kevin Holland versus Kamzat Chemaev. Yes, that's right. The bad blood from the Thursday night brawl is boiling over into the octagon. Someone is getting finished. That much is completely obvious to me. This fight will not go the distance. These fighters hate each other, and I truly mean hate. I don't know of a larger fan discrepancy in a fight maybe ever. People hate Kamzat right now and love Kevin Holland. I'm not sure if Kevin Holland has ever had this level of support going into a fight. That being said, I think this is unfortunately a bad matchup for him. I preferred him in his previous matchup. I hope the UFC gives Holland at least half of Chemaev's purse for taking this fight. He is one inches taller. He's a six inch reach advantage. He's on a two fight win streak, which is all very impressive. But again, Kamzat Chemaev is 11 0 as a pro with nine finishes. I think Kamzat will win this fight, likely by finish, but man, do I want to be wrong. This is a situation where I would love to be wrong. I want Chemaev to pay for causing all this chaos. I think we ended up with a better pay-per-view, but it's incredibly disrespectful how it all played out. To me, Chemaev deserves to lose after everything that he caused this week. Kevin Holland's also a super likable guy, and I just think Chemaev doesn't deserve to win. They say Chemaev missed weight due to a bad weight cut, apparently, so maybe there's a chance that Kevin Holland can shock the world and win this fight if Chemaev really is in bad shape, but he did look pretty excited and ready to go in their face-off just a few hours ago. I think if Holland wins this fight, the sky is the limit for this guy. He will be one of the largest superstars in the UFC immediately. Kevin Holland has finished 19 of his 23 professional fights, so I do like this fight to end by finish. Good luck to Holland. I hope that you shocked the world, but we are likely taking Chemaev on verdict. This fight has to end by finish or the bad blood. Between these two fighters will just continue to be a problem. Someone needs to end this fight Saturday night. And in a surprising change from the previous co-main event, this is going to be a five-round fight, which I think is significant. Kevin Holland was scheduled for a three-round fight. Chemaev was scheduled for five rounds. Weirdly... Holland was the one calling for five rounds, so this is just entirely fascinating. I think Holland will fight very hard. He's going to be angry. He's fighting for the fans. I do think Chemayev will win this fight because stylistically, I think he's too good of a wrestler for Kevin Holland, but I think Holland wins the people over by pushing this into the fourth round. I think if he does get to the fourth, 
He has a moral victory, which I know isn't great. You prefer an actual victory. But he was prepared for a three-round fight. He helped save this card and made it a better fight by going five rounds, plus against a guy he has bad blood with. If he goes to the fourth round, I think the fans give him a standing ovation. Unfortunately for him, I think the fight could end in the fourth or the fifth. But we'll see what happens. I mean, like I said, this is an excellent pay-per-view that we quote-unquote got stuck with. But it is definitely worth the buy. That takes us to our new main event. And I could not be more happy. It's Nate Diaz versus Tony Ferguson. I literally said on episode 16 that I wished Nate Diaz was fighting Tony Ferguson. Maybe I willed that into existence. I have no idea, but what an incredible main event. I think that this is the best possible fight for both fighters at this point in their careers. They are both MMA legends, and now they go up against each other at a pivotal moment in their legendary careers. They both, hopefully, and most likely, also just got massive paydays because of all this chaos and last-minute changes. This is Nate Diaz's final fight on his contract, and he got a bag, so I'm very happy for him. And for Tony, he's a legend. He had a 12-fight win streak long ago. He's now on a four-fight losing streak with two knockout losses, so he really needed a payday like that as well. Both fighters are very strong on the feet and on the ground. Stylistically, it's actually a really interesting matchup. Tony is 9-1 by submission. Nate is 13-1 by submission. Tony's 13-2 by knockout. Nate 4-2 by knockout. It does not get much better than this. What I'd absolutely love to see is for this fight to go into at least the fourth round. Both fighters have a ton of scar tissue because they've been in so many wars that there will be massive amounts of blood in this war. These legends are going to give us performance unlike something we've seen in quite some time. I think Nate Diaz will go out with a win in the final fight of his UFC career. Give me a fourth, fifth round stoppage. That would be incredible. I'll even take a decision win. These are two very game fighters, and this will be an absolute war. This is a dream fight for MMA fans, and shout out to Nate and Tony for being two of the baddest men on the planet to ever enter the cage. This could be a BMF title fight easy. I love this fight. This fight alone is worth the pay-per-view and why you cannot miss this pay-per-view with all of the drama behind these three changed fights. And I think Nate Diaz now has a legitimate shot at getting a win on his way out of the UFC. What a wild ride it has been for the last 24 hours, maybe a little bit more than that in the UFC. You should check out the drama all over social media. It's just been absolutely insane. Let's take a look at our bets because obviously those have really changed. So we're going to start off with the betting segment. There were two fights not on the main card that I was told you I was waiting for alternate lines for. That was Norma Dumont versus Danielle Wolf. I said we were going to take either Norma Dumont money line or fight to go the distance, whichever was better for a homestyle gravy bet. We got fight to go the distance at minus 186 for a homestyle gravy bet. And the other fight was Jake Collier versus Chris Barnett on the prelims. This is one where I also wanted to see fight to not go the distance compared to Jake Collier money line. Fight to not go the distance was a better number at minus 136, so we took it. Interesting little tidbit for that fight as well. Chris Barnett missed weight as a heavyweight. Pretty wild thing to say. It's the largest weight miss in UFC history at heavyweight. or It's either that or I believe no one has ever weighed more on the scales before a fight because, again, he missed weight as a heavyweight, so it was a very high number. The fight is still on, but he's likely going to have to forfeit some of his purse to his opponent, Jake Collier. 
That takes us to our three main card changed fights. We start with Lee Zhang Lang versus Daniel Rodriguez. We are going Daniel Rodriguez money line at minus 148 for homestyle gravy bet. I was super close to going back for more on this one. I just think it's an unfortunate matchup for the Leech. Like I said, hopefully the UFC gives him some justice in his next fight. For the co-main event, Kevin Holland versus Kamzat Chmaev. Remember, this is five rounds. One thing you need to keep in mind is that sports books are scrambling right now. We mostly just have money line bets. Typically, like I told you, I think Kamzat Chmaev wins this fight. But I'm pissed at him. I'm just going to be honest. Almost all UFC fans are right now. I don't want to pick him to win. With it being a five-round fight, we actually had super good odds for over one and a half rounds when it was Kamzat versus Nate Diaz. I'd like to see what they put on that for Kevin Holland versus Kamzat Chemaev. I think this fight doesn't go the distance, or we're going to take over one and a half rounds. Either one is going to be a homestyle gravy bet, most likely for us. That takes us to our main event, Nate Diaz versus Tony Ferguson. This is another one where we need to wait till tomorrow morning. Make sure you check social media for these picks. I want the rounds over. Depending on what it looks like, we're into either two and a half or three and a half. I think this fight goes till at least the fourth round. Three and a half means I'm betting on it to be late in the fourth. I'm not sure if I love that or not. So we're going to see what those numbers look like. But that'll probably be a homestyle going back for more bet, two unit bet. I think these guys are going to battle and give the fans a show worth remembering, and what I think could be both of their last fights. Tony Ferguson's getting older. He's struggling lately. He also probably just got paid a ton of money to take this fight. I think if they have an excellent war to finish this off, we might see two legends go from the game. So we're going to go with the rounds over, but we are doing two bets on this fight. Crazy stuff has happened. I want to get in on the action. We're getting Nate Diaz as an underdog at plus 108. I have got to take that. I think he wins this fight. I think this is an absolute brawl, absolute war. I think the fans win regardless of what happens in this fight with the decision. But I would love to see Nate Diaz win in what we know is his last fight in the UFC. Next up is the Homestyle Perfect Plate Parlay. Obviously, this got blown up because we had Kamzat Shmaev and Nate Diaz over one and a half rounds in our parlay. I'm going to be honest, we're getting risky with this change. But I want to be a part of the chaos that has unraveled this card and created something better. We are going with three bets from the three new fights. The new Homestyle Perfect Plate Parlay will be Daniel Rodriguez Moneyline, Kevin Holland versus Kamzat Chemaev to not go the distance, whatever that number comes out to be, and Nate Diaz versus Tony Ferguson over X rounds. <laughs> we'll probably do two and a half for the parlay. Probably do three and a half for the single. We'll take a little bit more risk on the single. But whatever that comes out to be, I want to honor those two warriors, Nate Diaz and Tony Ferguson, so we're not going to take a winner. I just want to see them have an absolutely classic fight. So we'll probably take over two and a half rounds, most likely. But again, check my social pages Saturday morning so you can get what we're actually locking in because sportsbooks are scrambling right now to get some of those alternate lines available. Let's go ahead and wrap up the podcast. Absolute madness having all this happen within two days of a pay-per-view event between the backstage brawl fight and today with the weigh-in madness with half of our main event. 
I'm going to be very honest with you. This is a terrible look for Kamzat Shemaev. His weight miss of seven and a half pounds, which is huge, is incredibly disrespectful to the sport, Nate Diaz, and the UFC, the organization he works for. He put in an incredibly tight spot and likely cost them millions of dollars, I think. Now, I do think the pay-per-view will make a lot of money, but the UFC definitely had to pay all the other fighters in this three-fight mix-up a lot more money than they planned on entering this Saturday. He was on a rocket ship to the moon in regards to UFC stardom, and I think all of these antics in the past two days will drop his stock way down with the fans. It's honestly crazy to think about how badly he messed this opportunity up and ruined his reputation with the fans, in my opinion. That's going to wrap up our short podcast. As always, please bet responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, call your state's hotline. I'll be posting my verdict scorecard predictions prior to the events on social media for the podcast with our final locked-in bets for a few more of these fights that we're waiting on. Please go follow at the Homestyle MMA Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, and at Homestyle MMA Pod on Twitter. Check out www.thehomestylemmapodcast.podbean.com for additional information about the podcast. Check out social media. We had a lot of interaction these last two days with so much going on. Feel free to get into the mix. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe, like, comment, and review. Next week, we're going to do a rapid recap from this absolutely crazy card and preview next week's UFC Fight Night with Song Yadong and Corey Sandhagen. That should be an excellent fight for us as well. Till next time, this was Sean Van Buren on the Homestyle MMA Podcast. Y'all have a good one.